0: And we are very grateful. Thank you. And the first question, Sassoon family come, I think, come to Shanghai, come to China 1841. To Shanghai, set office in 1845. Kaduli family, all the Sassoon family first come to Shanghai and work for Sassoon company. Then some people left, Sassoon company set their own business. So Kaduli, I think, I'm not very sure, is 1860, 1870. Uh, second question, because you know I live in the area, former French concession area. The streets, originally called Rue de la Payette, now called the Fuxing Road, middle. So when I was a boy, we had Jewish neighbors. So I think this may be initial interest. Also, Shanghai is a very special city, the Jewish community very important influence, I just mentioned, like music life and uh, architects, many the Jewish buildings still there, so many people interested this, so that's really the reason set our uh, center in 1988, I was found and uh, after 1992 we began to do research on Israel, before that Israel was a very sensitive uh, topic, so from initial interest gradually became <coughs> That's uh, maybe a long process. Thank you. That's oh, right. I have two questions. There was one
1: question. is, You didn't mention where the first wave came from. I don't know where they came from. Once it came through the circle. Yeah, 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 The second question is,
0: are there any ethnically Chinese Jews? Mm, okay. Uh, first, uh, first group. Come, I should mention, uh, the time is like 8th century, during the Tang dynasty, in Chinese history. They come from the uh, they come uh, and with different opinion about where they come from. Now most people hope they come from Iran, because they use special Hebrew, special Hebrew, and uh, called Judeo-Persian language. It's only used by Jews, uh, Jews in Iran. and there's some uh, something special Iran Jews. So, uh, well, some uh, scholars think some uh, Jews may be from India or by Xi from the Yangzhou or Quanzhou, because at uh, that time, uh, you know, many Arabic, Turkish, Persian people come. Uh, Chinese, I don't think Chinese know the differences. They think the people come, the foreigners. So uh, I see this uh, uh, the first wave is beginning to seventh century. Some people argue maybe Jews come in, but much earlier than first temple time, second temple. But so far, no, no, no evidence. Maybe in the future new discovery, so we can change things. Second question,
1: ethnic, ethnic,
0: Oh ethnic, ethnic, yes, Kaifeng, yes. In Kaifeng, yes. Kaifeng is uh, because intermarriage. Kaifeng Jews is very interesting story. Uh, it should take a long time. Why is it assimilated? Because so first no anti-Semitism, so very comfortable. Same like local Chinese. Secondly, Kaifeng was very successful to pass uh, imperial examination. This old system. Uh, it means that any people want to be the Chinese government officer. They have to pass this examination, And Jews passed this. They became gov- governor or something. So they had to They had to dress Chinese. This is the beginning of the assimilation. And they changed the name. Like the Levy family, I changed it to Lee. Lee is the main line is Li. Li is in mainline L I. In here, it's L E E. So in Kaifeng, if you meet Mr. Li, he from Mr. Levy. <laughs> yeah. As family changed to I. So this is very interesting, it's because no anti-Semitism. So it's very comfortable, more easy to like some Jews in New York. <laughs> really. So the intermarriage. When they marry Chinese wife, for example, so you can say that here he is a, a local ethnic Jew. Still now we have in Shanghai, 3,000 people, they have Chinese wife. So they are children. But for the Orthodox standard, it's very difficult. When they're married, they have to move to reform. And Orthodox said, no, no, they are not Jews. Yeah. But some, some successful case, one lady, he goes through all the complicated, he can speak Hebrew, he join everything. So he officially became Jews, but not many. Yeah. So you can say this is the maybe and, and actually, last week, I think a group of Jews from Kaifeng uh,
1: emigrated to Israel. It was about, about 10 people arrived. Ah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah, I was wondering um, after the war, World War II, and during Stalin's terror, did any uh, Russian Jews emigrate from Birobidzhan, for example, other places to Harbin or somewhere else in China? Yes. So far, we don't have any people uh, come to China from Birobichan. Uh, recently, very interesting. Recently, the Harbin rebuilt uh, the synagogue, opened Jewish museum, they invite people, delegation from Birobizan. So now, Birobizan people uh, establish a connection with the Harbin. But in the history, because at that time, I don't think they get permission to leave. So we, yeah. uh, but we are very interested in Says something about, about anti-Semitism mm-hmm. uh, today? Okay. okay, today I issued a book to the Professor Small, Charles. Mm. And uh, in fact there is no real anti-Semitism. Now the problem for today's China is many books about how Jews make money. <laughs> Jews and money, something. In fact you can change the type, title, how Japanese make money. How Shanghai people make money and some people call Shanghai people is Jews, Chinese Jew or something like that. <laughs> so uh, this kind of book sell very well but I don't think this is anti-Semitism but originally a book called the currency war you have this now um, some people uh, said this is anti-Semitism I also don't think so this book said Jews should be responsible for financial crisis he mentioned the Rothschild family it's crazy, Rothschild family had influence hundred years ago, not now. But of course he mentioned the uh, Mankler, uh, Breza, he mentioned the Maidorf or something like that. Then I write the article, I said, cannot connect financial classes to any special religion and ethnic. Like cannot connect any territory with any uh, religion or ethnic. You cannot say Islamic terrorism, I don't like this. Because this is, you know, not real Islam. In Kulan the jihad is a very nice word. But now the jihad became suicide bomb. So you should you should be very careful. You cannot connect the financial crisis to any group, and especially religious ethnic group. And this man is Chinese students in the United States also. I think he's influenced by something in the United States. So he wrote this book. He mainly, I know this man, he mainly want to make money. <laughs> so the book really sells very well. Almost uh, $200,000, so, and I will more. But uh, you know, we don't agree with his opinion. Um, I think this is referring to.
1: Third wave um, of the Ashkenazi Jews that went to Harbin. Um, some some escaped the uh, pogroms by going west, and some went east to the Trans-Siberian railway to, to Harbin. Was there a difference in social class, profession between those that migrated that escaped west and those that went east? What what
0: I uh, think not really deep differences, yeah, in 1888, firstly uh, after the power of the most uh, escaped from Russia, come to the United States, come to North America, but at that time, small group, they have some too. before they come to Harbin, Harbin was already Russian state, the Russian empire built the railway, and many of the engineer works come to and some of them is Jews, and also then Russian Japanese War, nineteen oh five. And during Russian Japanese War, many the Jewish soldiers in the Russian army come to China. After the war is <coughs> over, they don't want to come back to Russia. So they live in China. So the Habi people mainly is uh, engineer, technical people, and the former uh, soldiers in the Russian army. Uh, I think they're more they are more educated than most yes, if you, uh, intellectual people. Yeah, all soldiers, both, military people, both. So, number about 29 to 30,000, Yeah. Um, okay, thank you for the talk. It was really very, well, very
1: interesting. Uh, I have like uh, two questions related. Uh, first, it's like, from the top, it looks like the Jews, I mean, it's like, China looks like a very pleasant place for Jews, and like a lot of uh, respect to tradition and everything. Very, very impressive. But one question is like, on the other hand, we hear that uh, uh, the, uh, I'm not sure what is the attitude of China, the Chinese regiment to the nuclear weapon of uh, Iran. And uh, another question is, uh, I mean, we just, I was never in China, but I was uh, exposed to stories that in the uh, related to the Olympic games of human rights in general. So uh, if there's a problem of human rights in China in general, how come you like the Jews? I mean, what, so what other minorities suffer and why? It, I mean, but, so first Iran. And
0: second, so like uh, Iran is not my area, but I, said, I think there uh, are two principles. First, so we, uh, like the United States, we don't accept uh, Iran with nuclear weapons. It is impossible. Think. Secondly, we don't support any military attack. Anymore, because it will be disaster. I was in 2005, uh, during a conference. Uh, I know 70. I was told that 70 million People among the seventy million people, forty million people were born after 1979 revolution. They invite me to home. I found that the young people very pro Western. They watch the movie, Hollywood movie. It is illegal in Iran. And you can see recently, after the election, people come to street. They want to reform. And they told me we need a Deng Xiaoping in Iran. So I was very proud of that. <laughs> So this is, I think, basically, uh, we have this uh, uh, position. And about uh, human rights minority, basically, I think, in China, minority share the same uh, right, not any prejudice, something like that. Uh, But of course, some extremist group want to find opportunity among this minority. Especially the Al Qaeda and some other organization like called the Eastern Turkestan Islamic Movement. This is uh, in the list of terrorist groups, even in the United States. They do some bombing, they attack some people. And uh, in the last several days, I did see New York. I discussed with US sides on um, Afghanistan, Pakistan. The situation is really serious. We don't know how President Obama can do with this. Send more soldiers. Or bring all soldiers back. I don't know. He will be China in the middle of November, only two weeks later. Now we discuss how US and China can work together for Afghanistan and Pakistan. A really serious situation. Uh, the extremist group. So, uh, so in China, basically, in the situation I think is okay, but we're very careful, uh, especially the Chinese extremist group. For example, Chinese Muslim, twenty million. The so most people, very not, but the yes, influenced by the, the outside world, they became a the small group, became very extremist. So uh, this is, I think, everywhere in China, in Pakistan, in India, they attack uh, some buildings. In Indonesia, they attack Marriott Hotel, bombing, or something. So I think this is we have shared. We showed We have to work together in combating this extreme group. But we will very uh, arrange the minority issue and uh, the religious issue very careful. Basically, I think the situation is okay. But always some will some something happen sometimes. Also, on the on the Iran issue, I think according to the New York Times today, the Iranian regime is going to uh, uh, reject the offer to. uh, have an agreement over nuclear uh Russia. Yeah. So yeah. uh, no, it'll be interesting. I think China and Russia said that they would uh, put sanctions if Iran rejects this offer. So it'll be interesting. I don't think so. Um, so I have a question
1: um, about how how common was intermarriage between the Jewish refugees in Shanghai and the Chinese people and also
0: were there any specific gender patterns? Like, was it Jewish, the Jewish man marrying Chinese woman, or vice versa? Uh-huh. Uh, not very popular between refugee and Chinese, but mm-hmm. very popular between Russian Jews and mm-hmm. Chinese. Because the reason is uh, the Russian Jews, they uh, really don't want to back to the union. They regard China as second home. So many Russian Jews learn to speak Chinese mm-hmm. and marry Chinese. The refugees, you know, they come to China only uh, for uh, you know, heaven. So after war most of them come back to uh, not, not come back to Europe. Most immigrate to four countries. US, Canada, Australia, Israel. So this is a very short time for well, safari which is very interesting. They are very wealthy people. So they basically they don't speak Chinese. But the one people is very rare, is Mr. Hadong. One of safari businessmen, he married a Chinese.
1: Uh-huh.
0: So this family now many movie and book uh, about him. Here, uh, he, uh, he, uh, his home. Uh, when they have dinner or lunch, they have two tables. One is Chinese food, another Jewish food. And usually he sits in the Jewish table, his wife in the Chinese table. <laughs> but sometimes he come to Chinese table. <laughs> when he passed away, two funeral, one to them, another is Buddhist. So some people is very, very interesting. yeah. So the final question I'm just curious, do you think that any sort of cultural similarities with regard to family values or education might have helped uh, Jewish people fit in really well in China? If like any shared cultural values of education or family values? Oh, yes, of course. Uh, we- <laughs> I, uh, my opinion is uh, three. I always say the first is education, second is family, and the third is um, uh, us say, the business culture, very similar. But of course, Chinese were always do restaurant, and Jews do diamond. <laughs> 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 and also, I should mention now is uh, several groups work for this. One to make woo. We have already uh, many box, of course, many exhibition more than 30 documents, but still not story. So Mr. Spielberg and Mr. An all work this for this. Uh, we are trying to make a movie like Sinner's List. Uh, we have already five scripts, but not good. <laughs> <laughs> so that also Thank you very much. We have very much.